Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to anyone listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We have been friends for almost 20 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes. We do that's what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week. How are you, Mike Lawson? Good. Come rain or come shine. Come rain or come shine or come crippling anxiety mixed with hypochondria which makes you think that you're dying of the same disease that killed jonathan gold i was just trying to see if like we were going to talk about it because i don't i didn't know if you were were or not um yeah so you're going through it right now or something yeah i can tell you for sure it's it's it's, a hundred percent anxiety related because i took a xanax uh gosh now an hour and a half ago and a lot of the other symptoms i'm feeling was feeling have gone away i still have Mm -hmm. no appetite but and it's also like you're not dying after lunch like this morning i was fine you know Mm -hmm. i had a breakfast i went to the gym felt fine and then uh had lunch and it was a very simple lunch of just some chicken and salad and i just felt really nauseated and like sick the whole day but you know what's so funny is if we're going if i'm diagnosing anything is and this happened since i spoke to you is yesterday sunday i felt really 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 just awful and i told you about that and i just slept the whole day and then i couldn't sleep at night and I was having anxiety at night. And so I, I finally, I waited hours to do it. I took a Xanax to finally go to sleep. And I did. And when I woke up, I felt fine when I woke up. <laughs> um, I think a couple of things happened. One, I never drink coffee, but I had a little bit of cold brew to sort of wake me up because I was still sort of feeling foggy. Mm-hmm. But um, I started, it's, it's, it's this weird feeling that I can't really describe where one there was nausea but two it's i wouldn't call it lightheadedness and i wouldn't call it dizziness it's almost like a weird (sighs) disconnected i guess is the best way to put it like i feel like my brain's not getting enough oxygen or i feel disconnected it's super super it's a strange feeling that i cannot articulate right are you tired too no, I'm not tired. And so I look, I just happened to look up recently, like right before, before I was talking. I guess um, the lightheadedness is a common symptom of Xanax, but nausea and then it said disconnected from body is another less common one, but is, 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 a, is oh. a side effect. So I actually have a doctor's appointment tomorrow, but of course I start diagnosing me with all these diseases. You know, because here's the big, this is what I would love to talk to doctors about. And I mean, I don't know the answer to this question. I really don't. Which is when you go to the doctor, because I've never been diagnosed. Okay. So my hypochondria, I always think I have some sort of cancer or heart disease. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
When I go to the doctor, my cholesterol's normal. My blood pressure is normal. They listen to my heart and they go, sounds great. So how do they know when you have heart disease? Can you have can you have heart disease and your heart sounds normal and you have normal blood pressure and your cholesterol's normal? Hmm. I don't know, Joey. I know I'm not asking you. I'm just like that's sort of the oh. question. that's what the hypochondria asks me myself. And then also it says like, oh, if you have diabetes, you're at a much higher risk for uh uh you know heart problems. But is this like is this like when you have like out of control diabetes or is it just just having diabetes? I think it's just a person that's diagnosed with diabetes is statistically more likely to experience heart problems. Yeah, because it's one of the things and it, it, it's actually shame on me because as I've learned over the past week is except for the digestive problems. But if I... In terms of diabetes, if I just go for a walk or go to the gym for the most part after I eat, my blood sugar goes right back down to normal. Mm-hmm. You, there should be some sort of national, uh, like international, international, uh, yeah, international, like way to measure this and see what the effects of exercise has on one's blood sugar. You should get on that. Yeah. Do you know how you- are you doing aside from that though? Um, I had a few stories I wanted to tell. Um, the couple of these stories are like stories that after last week I'm like, why didn't I tell these stories? Like they're old, they're kind of older stories. So I was sort of I think I talked about this in the show. I I was on the uh, on the eve of a depression, so I decided yeah. to um, curb that depression. Maybe this anxiety I'm feeling is is, is a result of that depression by. Um, exercising regularly, walking in the morning and swimming at night, right? But I really like the swimming in that, like, it is very... Now, look, I'm not I'm not trying to be Michael Phelps or anything like that. I literally, I would say it's a mix of doing a lap and then just wading around. Not wading, like, you know, W-A-I-D, W-A-D-I-N-G, around. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but it's... I, and, from, and, and I want everyone to know, I'm not doing this... Everything I'm talking about, I'm not doing this for any sort of like weight loss thing, even though I have been losing weight, I realized. Slowly, but that's not why I'm doing this. I'm doing this because to avoid actually what I had today, which is anxiety and digestive problems. And, um, but, but it, I find it very relaxing. So what I do is on the, on the music outside is I ever hear this series, I have to, my parents have a pool, so so I swim at my parents' house. You ever hear of this channel on Sirius XM Radio called Spa? No. Oh, my God. You know what? Let me see if I can find some. Here. <laughs> I want to play it because it's, it's important because it's very important to me to listen to as I um, as I swim. I find it very, very relaxing uh, to listen to. Okay? How do you hear music in the water, though? There's like My parents have like a really nice sound system. Not in the, I'm not underwater. Uh, they they have like a nice sound system that plays while um, uh, yeah, like this. This is perfect. That plays, and so I the spa channel plays this kind of music right here, and so I'm swimming, right, and I'll swim and stuff like that to this music. It's actually very relaxing. 
Uh, I'm actually very... Re- I interrupt with talking ever? I can talk to my parents and stuff like that while they're sitting there. But the thing is, so my parents, I'm afraid I'm going to drown. So they'll go and sit outside while I'm uh, swimming, you know? And they will just be, like, on the iPad or on Facebook or whatever, right? So, and I just... Ex- does, the, yeah. does the serious channel ever interrupt with talking? Oh, no, 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 no. On the serious music channels, especially this one, there's... On this channel in particular, there's zero talking. Okay. Is they just play this music nonstop. Okay. And so, like, I'm there. It's a very relaxing time for me. In fact, even before we went on the air, I swam for 45 minutes before coming on the air because after talking to you and coming on the air I go, I'm going to go for a swim and really try and get some energy out and I do feel better right and but a, a week or two ago when I was first started doing this my dad decided to go out there and he was going to watch his YouTube videos while he, he was sitting there while you're swimming while I'm swimming he and I've known this my dad is obsessed with like gore and murder and okay. like death, right? That's weird. Okay. Yeah. So I'm trying to relax and he's watching these like YouTube <laughs> videos that are clearly meant for views. In fact, I'm not even sure the person's like a real voice. It sort of sounds like Siri, but a British Siri. Mm-hmm. So I'm swimming around and then you just hear number nine, goriest murder. Two children walking alone in a highway in Indiana go missing, and days later their decapitated corpses are found, being half-eaten by dogs who found their prey. They were so unrecognizable, their parents vomited at the sight of them and could not positively identify which son was which. Number eight, grisliest murder. A woman falls from a building 36 stories high and lands on top of a family of four, splattering their brains all over the... And I'm like, excuse me, could you please... It sounds relaxing to me. Yeah, and and this is the music in the background, and he has it like full blast on his YouTube. Number seven, most grisly death scene ever uncovered. A man digging to uh, to build a foundation for his home finds a mass grave of Native Americans who had been clearly slaughtered and fed to animals. And you're like, this is, please stop. And so now he listens to headphones. But that was something I had to deal with that day. The other day, again, related to the pool, is, and I'll keep the spa music on. Now I'm done with the pool. I've dried off. Okay. And I walk into the house, and my mom is, like, going through laundry or going through clothes or something. And she says, Joey. And she holds up this giant pair of black shorts, swim trunks. Mm-hmm. Are these your shorts? I'm like, these are so... I know I'm fat, but these are so gigantic, right? I go, yeah. no. She goes, I don't know. They look like yours. I'm like, not mine. Well, as you know, for my birthday... I got those earbuds, right? And I can talk on the phone, I can listen to music. Well, one of the things with those earbuds, they're not really good at, like, noise cancellation. So, like, they pick up any audio. Like, there's, like, it's not, they don't just focus on my voice. If someone coughs two houses away, 
people hear it. In fact, I remember one time when I was walking around talking to someone on the phone the other day, I walked by this house and the couple on the inside of the house were having a huge argument. Not only could this person hear the argument, they could hear the argument better than I could. Like wow. I was like, what did he say? And she, he's like, oh, she said, if you want to know why I drink so much, this is the reason. You know, like he wow. knew he knew everything that she said, right? That That's important. So I'm sitting there talking to my cousin Natalie, right? Sister of my... Phone? Yeah, on the phone. We're talking on the phone. And my mom comes in, just bursts in. And she goes, Joey, they have to be your shorts. They're 4X. Okay. <laughs> what? I don't wear 4X. Okay. I don't know what size my mom thinks I wear. I don't wear 4X. Okay. I'm not right. 4X large. Now I'm on the phone with it. And you can tell there's a silence as Natalie sure. hears in the background. My mom saying, these have to be your shorts because they're 4X. Who else's would they be? Right. And I just said, excuse me, I'm on the phone. But I was mortified. There was just, because you know she heard it, I heard it, and then we just, neither one of us acknowledged it. To this day, I don't know whose shorts they are. They're not my shorts. I should actually take my swim trunks to my mom and so, and say, like, what part of 4X, where do you see me as 4X? Wait, whose shorts are they? I don't know. Do you guys have company over often? I don't know. My parents do. Not that I've not, not that I've seen. I don't know who shorts they are. You know what it could have been too. I wouldn't be surprised if my mom went somewhere, saw Forex trunks, and bought them for me, thinking these would fit Joey. Oh. Makes sense. It could be totally that. I've never worn these trunks. I've never seen these trunks. Uh, I don't know anything about these. In fact, the trunks I have now, which are like two X, fall off of me in the pool. I have to tie them. Pants you know? are weird. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's this batch of parent stories, right now. Uh, I'll come Great back with a, 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 a not they're not parent stories, but I have a couple of stories. What's going on with you? Not a damn thing. How has been actually, the reaction to this book you wrote? Yeah, good reaction. Um, everybody, by the way, well, listeners of the music show, off. Are, turn the spa music off. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Listeners of the show are amazing. Um, mm-hmm. A bunch of people have been super supportive and have bought copies and have tagged me on social media or sent me messages. And I think that's great, especially since a lot of them have no connection to diabetes uh, yet. No, that was a bad joke. Um, but they have n- no connection to diabetes and they're just supportive and loving. And that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, today I'm so tired. <clears throat> tired of podcasting too. Today I did... Um, three podcasts. This is the fourth oh podcast I've done today. Um, the one of them was like fifteen minutes, so mm-hmm. it doesn't really count. But the other two were about an hour each. Um, just talking about diabetes and my book. Um, but it, it's been good. Um, people have been really receptive and uh, supportive. Um, now when do you get your first? I'm not going to ask how much it's for, but like. Because I've been dealing with a thing with, like, Facebook. Let me tell everyone listening. This Facebook lies. So they're, like, lying liars, okay? Because I, mean, I just... I oh, saw the donations? Yeah, I saw recently they go, like, when you donate money, the organization gets it within two weeks. Bullshit. No, we don't. It took me... I didn't get the money from April until July. 
And wow. who knows when I get my birthday one? Oh my god, yeah. it takes forever. I don't know why they. So lie. I get I get a royalty check every month, and it's for the previous month's royalties. So the money I earned in July, I'll get at the end of August. Okay, that makes sense. Well, that makes, but at least they tell you, you know. Yeah, 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 and like I, I can track everything. Like I know what's coming in and mm-hmm. what's going out and stuff, and, and it's good. Um, mm-hmm. I'm having a good time with it. Do you think and you're gonna? My write- goal Go is to get it in front of people's faces, so I don't, I'm not doing it to make a ton of money. Do you think you're gonna write another children's book? Yeah, I think that. Um, like an activity book that supplements this book makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then certainly I'll I'll probably write a couple more because it, no, it's fun and not hard. You're an expert, not expert, but you know you 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 know a lot about this world. And this is why you felt you were qualified to write a children's book about dealing with type one diabetes. And I think you do have the expertise in that. Another subject you have expertise in is murder. Do you think you'll be writing a children's book about murder? Me? I mean, if I feel that there's a niche market that isn't too crowded, I might. I mm-hmm. might. Now, I, I don't, people in the air don't know this, but, you know, I've toyed with the idea of writing my own book and self-publishing on Amazon, you know? Yeah. And um, so, you know... I'm I'm going to be turning to you for questions about that and, and whatnot as that comes closer and closer to fruition. I unlike some people, I won't keep that 100% secret and reveal it to you on the show. Like, oh yeah, Mike, I haven't had a book, had a book in the bookstore for a year. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see whose <laughs> project makes it to the market and whose doesn't. That's true. That now it's a very good point. It's a very good point, but. Uh, uh, the kids, I, I needed to do that to not to make sure I did it. No, I understand. Know? I understand. You're right. In fact, I learned that from you, even though I don't follow it. There are a couple of books I've always wanted to write. I've always wanted to write, and I still Tell probably... Tell us about them so you never will. Yeah. I've always wanted to write uh, sort of a David Sedaris-type book, but of, like, the greatest hits, the greatest Joe stories from the show. So it would be three stories long. Okay. Then... Uh, and then there's this other book that I'm not going to say what it is because I think that one's more likely to come to fruition. Um, okay. But uh, look forward that to that in 2022. Now, um, now anything else going? On? Any 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 progress with um, your roommates trying to set you up? Any progress? No. Yeah. No. He so today actually when I was cooking dinner, we chatted a bit and he was like, "How do I get this going? Do I just like?" pick a restaurant and tell you guys what time to meet and i was like oh he's still into this no i i'm so conflicted and so i was like well why don't you just like you know give pass my number along that's fine and do you know what i mean i want to have more control over just like showing up at a place yeah you don't know who the person is yeah it makes total sense now um let me ask you this question uh, have you heard from Steve? Up to, now, update on that. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> do, do you think Steve is listening? I don't. Um, he, He's a very, like, honest person. And I don't think honesty, like, oh, he, you know, tells hard truths. I think he just, like, says really what he means. And if... I was like, hey, I think it's a bad idea for you to listen. And if he mm-hmm. felt that he was still going to listen, I feel like he would just say like, yeah, maybe I still will. But you know what I mean? Like he mm-hmm. he just would be upfront about that. 
So for him to say he's not listening, he's probably not. Um, any other stories from this week that you want to share? No, pretty boring week. What do you got? Any other stories you want to share with me? Yeah, I talked about this on the show. Uh, that one, we talked about what we're going to do next week. I took um, my, I don't know what you'd call him, because I don't want to call him, he's not my ward at all. He's not like Jose. But You could just call him by his name. Yeah, Armando. Former okay. student Armando. Uh, he, you know, I, I as a member of the Magic Castle, a few times a year, they do this thing called Young Adult Night, okay? Where people, because Magic Castle, for those of you that don't know, is a private club for magicians, and it's a week younger than me and gay. But also, <laughs> but also, uh, you you have to wear like there's a very strict dress code. You have to wear a shirt, I mean a suit and a tie, and and the women have to dress up too. And so it's kind of fun for the kids to go. I've been a couple of times, and I, and here's the deal: it's almost it is almost like hanging out with my cousin. I always forget what a pain in the ass it is, the the, the actual going to the to uh, young adult night. So, I uh, I ask Armando and Carla to go. I will. I don't. Please next time I say I want to go to young adult night, please remind me not to go because actually on the in, in one week in the summer in July. It's called Young Adult Night, and that's not only it's um, Future Stars of Magic Week, and it's all little kids doing the magic. Now, don't get yeah. me wrong; they're incredible magicians, but it's so it's little kids doing the magic. It's little kids running around the magic castle, and it was also a hundred and five degrees in Los Angeles, yeah. and I have to dress in a full jacket and tie and everything. I take this Armando and Carla. First of all, they're the most. They're so outgoing, you know? I, we show up to the Magic Castle, they don't say a fucking goddamn peep, right? They turn so timid and shy that right. like, I'm just like, oh, look at this. And they're like, okay, all right, you know? And there's all these white kids running around. So then we go into one magic show, the close-up show, right? And they have to split us up. It's a very small room. And so they they see Armando and Carla in the back. It's a very small room, only like twenty people. So I see the back, they're like two rows behind me. But because they had one of the young ladies in the front sit as like a as in a volunteer, they sat me front row center. So now I'm sitting just by myself in a sea of sixteen year olds, <laughs> telling their dumb jokes and saying their stupid shit. And I literally wanted to choke myself to death. As soon as, soon as that show was over, like, and and, and when we got out of the, the place, it got even more crowded. Like, you couldn't even move. You couldn't walk. And it was just all, you could just smell the hormones, you know? Sounds fun. Yeah, no, I said, let's go. Car- Armando and Carla were there for under two hours. I was like, I can't How do long- this. Go ahead. Oh, t- How long does it take you to get there? I know it took me like forty five minutes to get there. You're right. It oh took. We went to dinner first. It took thirty five minutes to get from the restaurant to the Magic Castle because it was so cra- so much traffic. Yuck. Anyway, well, that sounds like a waste. Yeah, but it was annoying, and I'm never going to go to this awful young adult night ever again. It's horrible. I will never do it again. It was so well. I think I'm never going to the Magic Castle during the summer or when it's hot. That's just awful. It's awful. Okay. Okay. There's that. 
Same thing now. Armando had invited me to, yeah, you know, this Armando is such a good student. So he's going to go to Stanford next year. He was a, a Gates scholar. The Gates scholarship is put on by Bill and Melinda Gates, right? And they pay a full ride, everything, right? He gets all these scholarships. I'm bringing this up because he was getting a scholarship from Michael Milken, the Milken Foundation. Do you know who Michael Milken is? I don't. Michael Milken was this famous uh, finance guy in the 80s who went to prison for dealing in what's called junk bonds. Don't ask me what those are. I don't understand. But he was some sort of like fine. Oh, you do? Well, like as much as like Wolf of Wall Street explained it. He invented them. Got it. Michael Milken invented the junk bond. Is Wolf of Wall Street about him? No. But I'm sure he knows that guy, right? Okay. Yeah. And so Michael Milken now has his foundation. He's come out. He's reformed. He has his foundation now. The hell, and when they give out money and stuff like that, right? And they have this big dinner in LA to present the fifteen kids who've been chosen as Milken scholars uh, to present them with, you know, d- d- scholarship money. So Armando asks me to go in because you know his dad is dead. The mom is nowhere to be found. Well, she's, no, she, they know where she is. She's just not super involved in his life. Like, she just wouldn't go. So the only people going are his sister and the sister's boyfriend and me, but they only want relatives to go. Okay. He tells them Does I'm his have uncle. To pretend to be an uncle. Yeah, he tells them I'm the uncle. Right? Yeah. And then it turns out also the principal of the school went, right? So now I show up. To this, uh, at this ritzy, well, first of all, it shows at the Ritz Carlton and Marie Del Rey. I go outside, that goes, Oh, sir, um, here's your name tag. Uh, and there's a drink, there, 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 there's a bartender outside, be, get, get a drink. I'm like, Oh my God, thank you, I need a drink. I go there, it's all punch, <laughs> right? I'm like, uh-huh. What are my choices? He goes, Well, we got this punch, uh, iced tea, and lemonade, and soda. Like, fuck Why do this. they need a bartender? Just get us like a. I don't know. Scoop. I know. Cause you know what? Because they had people walking around with hors d'oeuvres. They had people walking around with the hors d'oeuvres with, with the punch. Anyway, so I go upstairs and I grab a drink at the bar. Okay. Then I come downstairs, and uh, and I start mingling, drinking. Then I go get another drink at the bar, and I miss the first ten minutes of this ceremony. Come get a drink. I walk in. I sit down. They do this thing where the the kids give like five kids give a speech, and then they go. Now it's time for a salad, right? Because mm-hmm. there's only fifteen kids, and they've spent like I guess they have to be there for like a few days, to, and they work with the milking people. People are now coming up to me. Um, excuse me, are you Armando's uncle? And I go, yes. And they're like, I'm so, I'm the the founder of the Milken Foundation. Um, I want to shake your hand for raising, you know, for helping raise this an amazing kid, (laughs) right? Now, meanwhile, the principal of his school is there. And I'm having a conversation with him about, like, we ran ACT classes at that school, okay? And so now he's been having conversations with me about that. And then he's like, Hearing me addressed as the uncle? Then, okay, I'm on the principal's left-hand side. 
on the and right. Ethel, some, somehow Ethel is like disguises a person walking around with hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> yeah, Ethel was supposed to come save me in the middle of it, but then she got held up. And so now she's going to, I think, and I think some other fat blonde woman to Ethel. It's really not. <laughs> anyway, on the right side of the principal is this really attractive guy named Javier. And he is like my age, really attractive. He works in finance. He like runs like a hedge fund or something. And I'm like, oh my God, he's hot. There's no wedding ring, but yet my age, this is very promising. And stupid principles in our way, right? And we're talking, we're hitting it off. And then and then people are coming up and going, like, oh, are you the uncle? So I'm like, oh, this is so ruining my game as the uncle. I don't want to be known as yeah. the uncle, right? <laughs> uh-huh. So, um, finally, Michael Milken comes up to me. He goes, are you Joe? Are you the uncle? And I go, yes. And it's just, by the way, the reason I got that second drink was not because I needed a second drink. Armando's sister and boyfriend were there. And they're like in their early 20s. I go, I need to take you guys upstairs and get a drink. I need to get to know you. I think it's going to be really weird if I'm your uncle. And I meet you for the first time at the dinner table, and everyone knows. So I took him upstairs and did like a big basic quiz. I knew all about them. So uh, all's well that ends well. No one was any wiser that uh, I was not Armando's uncle, even though it's going to be really shocking to the principal next year when I see him at the school, and I'm going to have to explain. I'll just explain to him what happened. Don't you think he'll get it? I don't understand why the principal could go, but you couldn't. Because he's the actual principal of the school. Stupid, yeah. But then why could Armando's girlfriend go? I think Armando just wanted to call me his uncle. I'm not saying <laughs> that to be like snotty, but like And I was kind of mad because there were all these like like um I wouldn't call them movers and shakers, but like um like uh networking opportunities. Networking opportunities and everyone else's name tag said, you know, like I knew Enrique worked for City National Bank. And the principal said, you know, Armando's high school on it. Like mine could have said Joe Batan's undergrad prep. Right. No? But it said uncle. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it just said Theo. It didn't say Theo, but whatever. Right. By the way, here's the other thing too. I asked Armando this too. All the boys, I find this is what I'm telling you from Armando. Because every guy that went up, I was like, "Is he a? Is he? Does he play for my team? Right?" And I go, Armando, are there any straight people on this, on this, uh, on the, in this program? And he goes, "Oh, uh, no, just me and the two Asian guys." Oh, weird. So every there was this one. I'm like, "Oh, dude, he's gonna fucking." Be the president of gay people. He was tall, good looking, blonde, thin, going to Harvard, studying um like politics and economics. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be our first gay president. Um, but you could tell he was a total mo. Anyway, that's what's going on with me. Oh, the other thing I should tell you is I got this strange obsession over the week with with the Rubik's Cube. Oh, yeah, you told me that. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what a YouTube video can teach you. So, like, I yeah. spent the entire... Well, now, look, have you seen those kids that solve it in four seconds? Right, yeah. Okay, it took me four, a day. It took me a whole day. Same. Oh, you did same, it. Same. You've done it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I think what I might do is I'm going to solve it one more time because I haven't half solved again. 
because I solved it. And then I was like, well, let me see if I can do it again. And now I'm like, mm, I'm going to solve it one more time and just have it sitting there. I What I need to do, well, need to is a really stupid way of phrasing it. So, like, I need, like, the algorithm I have to look up and then I yes. get it. I don't yes. have, like, them all memorized. Yes. But I feel like if I did it three or four times, I would. Yeah, because I? even the algorithm, there's only, like, really, like, three or four of them. Right. The, the, I know it gets harder for everyone listening. Okay, let me let, let me explain to everyone who's listening. So you can look up how to solve a Rubik's Cube on YouTube. And I'll say this. there are essential, Essentially, there's more than this, but essentially there are three phases, okay? And the first two phases are very easy. You can learn to do them in 10 minutes, right? Right. And that's just getting uh, one side of one color and then the, the first two levels of the other colors, right? It's that last level that's hard and it requires all these algorithms so that the yellow is pointing this way or if the sh- if making this shape then you gotta do this and you gotta do that what i think i'm learning from the videos is if you just want to solve a rubik's cube in like five or six minutes or something there's really only like three or four algorithms but if you want to be one of these speed cube guys who do it in like 10 seconds then i think there's like yeah like 60 algorithms that you need to learn. Well, you guys don't want to miss next week when we talk about uh, <laughs> Silly Putty. Yeah, and you're talking about Silly Putty, and then we're going to talk about, you know, like, have you? did you ever have those, like, you know what game I could never do is the paddle ball? You know, the one that goes like a paddle oh, with yeah. a ball and like an elastic attached to it? I could never get that one. I was good at that. I could never, you know, I could, and I, you know what, I could never do a pogo stick. Could you do a pogo stick? We never had pogo sticks, no. That I never even tried one. I've, no, I've tried them, and I swear you get like at the I, and this would have to practice like two bounces. Yeah, like I don't know how anyone does a pogo uh, stick or hula hoop. Can you do hula hoop? Yeah, I'm a good hula. Well, I used to be a decent hula hooper. Is there like a YouTube stick. thing that teaches you how to do a hula? I can't. It just always just falls. Hey Joey. Yeah. Uh, we've heard of vested options in the tech industry, right? But this mm-hmm. is ridiculous. San Francisco International Airport now has a vending machine that sells the sleeveless vests popular amongst venture capital crowds. What sleeveless well, vests? Internet... What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. It's like these puffy Uniqlo vests. You know them. Oh, you mean the kind that like maybe like Michael J. Fox wears in Back to the Future? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Um, they're real popular amongst like these kind of tech bros. Mm-hmm. And I guess they have these vending machines at SFO. And they're claiming that the vending machine is pulling in $10,000 a month in sales because um, I guess people are showing up at SFO and they really want to get them a puffy vest. Uh, but the ultralight down vest vending machines were actually introduced at SFO last summer, but they went relatively unnoticed until this tweet posted on July 21st drew a considerable amount of mockery. Um it's a Uniqlo vest that they're selling for 50 bucks. That's why they're raking in $10,000 a month because they're raping all these people. Um, but the, I really think that the vests are like 20 at the store. Oh, really? Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. You really even know why I pulled this. But why are they popular? About- why, but why are they popular? I don't really understand that. They're not even cute. But they like scrunch down to like a really small ball. Okay. Because they're like these fluffy ultralight vest mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know why they're popular. And there, it's the best thing. I I don't know why I even pulled this story to be honest. I guess I just was curious what your thoughts are on like vending machines selling selling because that's becoming a thing. What do you think about that? I've never understood. I, I know what you're talking about. I've seen these before, where like you see them out in Japan, where it's like a vending yeah. machine that sells like an iPhone or something, and you're like, who's buying that through a vending yeah. machine? I don't get that. There's there's this uh uh. A restaurant here in San Francisco, and this is big in Japan, I know, too, where you basically go in and you kind of order through a vending machine. and But, like, a live human is in the back doing stuff. But mm-hmm. you basically open a little door and get your food out. So it's oh, no, I'm a, like I will say this. Interaction. I'll say this. I wouldn't mind working at that gig. Because I wouldn't mind serving people, but they don't have to deal with I don't have to deal with them. Yeah. You know, somehow, though, like... Carol's going to want to talk to the manager and she's going to find a way, right? Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. Or that that's just like the perfect thing where you don't have to talk to anyone. I don't know. I, I've never seen, I've, I've never actually seen one of these vending machines that sell weird products. All the vending machines I see sell like hot Cheetos and the beef jerky and jujubes. From RuPaul's Drag Race? Mm-hmm. She just sits in the vending machine waiting for someone to order her. What do you got going on next week, Joey? Uh, when, before we do that, I don't have a technically a news story, but I want everyone knows that MoviePass is like on its dying breath, right? Yeah, right. So for those of you that don't know, don't know, MoviePass is a service where you can pay nine ninety five a month, and in theory, you were supposed to be able to go see all the movies you wanted. Uh, and, and for that nine, it was like an all-you-can-eat thing in the movies, right? And I, I was an early adopter, okay? But then I realized, after the first few months of Novelty War, I just wasn't going. And now, I realized, maybe a few months ago, I was like, I'm not gonna, why am I going to be a member? This is so, I'm paying nine ninety five a month and not going, right? Yeah. So, I uh, tried to cancel. That thing does not let me cancel. Now, luckily... Uh, in June, oh, I do not have to a bitch about with this. Hold on for a second. In June, uh, I changed debit card. I just got a new debit card. You know, is this a new time to switch out, right? Yeah. And so I was like, well, I'm, I'm not going to switch out my movie pass one. I've been trying to quit. They won't let me quit, right? Yeah. And now they, they send me these emails. So every day I get a fucking email saying, we tried to charge your card and it was rejected. We tried to charge your card and it was rejected. I don't do anything. And I still, this day, every day I try and quit, it doesn't let me quit. I think it doesn't let me quit because they are trying. They want it in any kind of way to keep those subscriber numbers. Yeah. I, think, I bet you there's a lot of people like me who they're not even paying the fee for whatever reason. One. But on the books are showing up as members so they could brag about that. Exactly. Two, I literally, this is probably why I have stomach problems right now. Because I'm, I'm the kind of person that, like, if anything super stressful happens to me, I get, like, stomach problems afterwards, you know? Because my body is just breaking down after the stress. I get this letter the other day from my car insurance company. It's really simple. It just says, um, your card was, we tried to charge your card for your July payment and it was declined. So since July 18th, you've had no car insurance. I oh shit! 
I got the I got the letter July 25th. That means there was a week, Mike Lawson, that I was driving around with no car insurance, and I didn't know this. Yeah. Right? Imagine if I would have gotten a car accident. So I call immediately. I'm furious. Furious. Yeah. I call. It takes half an hour for, for me to get someone on the phone. And we cleared up right away. I said, listen, can I please tell you the second time this happened to me with this insurance company? Second time? That's weird. Well, I called them when I when I got that new debit card, like I, unlike I did with MoviePass, I called and said, "Hey, listen, let's make this month's payment, and also this is my new debit card, this is my new auto pay." So this yeah. time they sent me, I made them send me an email confirming that this was the auto pay. Anyway, that's boring. But what I did tell them though on the phone was, I said, "Listen, why don't you guys email you guys? I get emails from this insurance company asking me if I want to insure my boat. I don't even own a boat." Probably think they probably think that 4X swim shorts on my boat. <laughs> they keep sending me, um, uh, they're like, Why'd you buy this boat cover? <laughs> yeah, you should insure that those boat. We saw this huge tarp, it could only be for a boat. Uh, uh-huh. but, uh, you, you should insure this boat. And I'm like, I get an email about insuring a boat I don't own. You can't send me an email saying, Listen, we we try to charge your card and it didn't work. No, instead they sent me a letter and let me drive around like a dummy with no insurance. I was yeah. fucking fit to be tied. Is that, is that saying? Did I make that up? No, it's right. Anyway. I don't get it, but it's right. Next week, uh, I'm having major stomach problems. Not major, actually. I've had way worse. It's just I just don't feel very... My tummy doesn't feel very good. I have a boo-boo tummy. <laughs> so, of course, what else better to do with that than to take some people to on a burrito tour tomorrow? Yum. Yeah, but I won't I be. I don't, yeah, I won't be eating any. Um, I'm just gonna be like, yeah, guys, I'm not feeling very well. But uh, I'm gonna take them on this tour. Uh, then also, uh, I'm there's a a family reunion that I'm gonna not go to on Saturday. But afterwards, everyone's getting together because I, I don't want to sit in the sun, you know. But afterwards, my the favorite my favorite people from the reunion are getting together at a, at a smaller function. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to that. And then um, between now and next week, I think that's the only thing I have going on. What about you? I've got a bunch of just work shit. Um, My work is getting a little bit kind of not busy, just like stressful. Um, So just dealing with that and then um, marketing this book still. I've got a lot of kind of interest, which is great, but the you know, it's creating work. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not complaining, just um, it's creating work in my off time. And I'm going to be doing that. So now that's I think, it. I, I hope you feel better, Joey. Oh, I think I will. I actually, I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow before the burrito thing. I really do think it's, <laughs> I hope my mom doesn't try and come in to the doctor's yeah. appointment. But uh, I really do think it's just because now that I've been, you know, I one of the reasons I still wanted to do the show, I toyed with canceling tonight, was I figured to get my mind off of this, you know, and it did, yeah. and, I, and I feel better. I still don't feel hungry, you know, yeah. but I don't feel like disconnected from my body or like not. Now maybe that'll change once I get off the air. But then even that still proved about the anxiety because to me, if you're really sick, you're gonna feel this way uh, regardless. Totally. So, anyway. Alrighty. Well, it was nice catching up with you, Joey. Ugh, go to hell, Mike.
Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at cupodcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week. (laughs) 